This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Five minutes till the main event. Is this the way my life was spent? Now the winter of my discontent is about to turn a new year. The minister, he's pleading me to save myself. He's reading me apocalyptic verses from a book. I squint my eyes to look at him and said, Save your stories, save your pleas. There's nothing left. There's nothing here for me. You will listen. You will see. Before we get started with the dying part of this show, let's give a quick shout out to this week's sponsor, which is Manscaped, who have the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrip pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season, and I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Listen, we've all been there. It's the day before a big date, and you want to feel nice and clean down there. So you grab a pair of scissors and just go to town. But that doesn't work out, because somehow you always seem to just cut yourself. You didn't even have the scissors near your balls, but yet there's a sudden rip in your sack. That's gonna end. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary, advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick <laughs> or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using for your balls. You're nasty if you do, and we've all done it. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, why are you not putting deodorant on your smelliest part? And yes, your balls stink. And speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their crop reviver. This product, along with the crop preserver, keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers, the ones with the holes in them, you know you have them, to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. I've been wearing mine, and honestly, they change your life. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all time. Everyone knows they need it. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Hello and welcome back to another episode of How Will I Die, starring Nicholas Howe. 
it's me, Nicholas Howe. Let's jump into it by looking at the NickTube and choosing who we're going to look at this week. There's lots of good options, but I think this week we're going to go with Gliding Nick. He's a 20-year-old in college who's studying abroad in Paris. Gliding Nick, like all Nicks before him, is a little bit stupid, a little bit naive, but mostly adventurous. He has been told a few times that flight is possible. Now, let's be very clear, his major in college is history, but he's not one to learn from history. He heard a story of someone who used a wingsuit to jump off of buildings, and this is a more recent affair, like the 1980s. Gliding Nick, being the smart boy that he is, decided to do a little bit of research and figure out how he can make flight work for him. Now, he's a bigger guy, so gliding suits aren't typically meant for us, but that's besides the point. If Gliding Nick is gonna fly, he's gonna fly, and there's no stopping him. You could say he's pretty fly for a white guy. At least he wants to be. Here's a fun little side note that Gliding Nick found out. A. Flight suits are super expensive. B. Studying abroad in Paris is also very expensive. And C. You can find a lot of clothing items in thrift stores. Armed with this new knowledge, Gliding Nick went out shopping, trying to find something that would aid him in his quest. His search to find something that helps him fly essentially now he's tried all the usual tactics a cape that's it (laughs) and so he feels ready for the next step which is essentially a wingsuit but because they're so expensive and he's not not doing well financially he settles for the next best thing he purchased an overcoat a a very nice slick trench coat that would definitely offer the perfect amount of wind resistance as long as it got a chance to use that wind resistance. Additionally, he did buy a pair of parachute pants, not for this, but just to look cash and fun. His first attempt at flight was jumping off of the roof of his flat or his apartment complex. Before jumping, though, he had set up a nice little padded area, so when or if he failed, he would be safe. He hopped off the roof, and for a second, it felt like he was going to glide. And then another second later, he knew he was falling. He did clear a little bit of space, though, which made him think that maybe the issue was not the fact that he couldn't fly, because that idea would never enter his head now. Instead, maybe it was the height of the building. He did land without hurting himself, which was a further indicator that he could fly, just not quite yet. Interestingly enough, his roommates decided that night that they were going to watch Rush Hour 3. Now, if you don't know, there's a scene in Rush Hour 3 where Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker jump off the Eiffel Tower. It was fortuitous, but they did it a different way. They used what was essentially a parachute. It's not what Gliding Nick wanted. He wanted to fly himself with as little help as possible. But the saying of when in Rome changed to when in Paris, go to the Eiffel Tower. And that set Gliding Nick on a journey he wouldn't return from. He did the calculations, set up diagrams to explain to himself how exactly it would work. A fun fact about all known Nicholases is we are all bad at math. So everything he was doing was very bad, but it looked 
right to him. So he assumed that since it looked right, it was right. And those two things don't go together very well. Gliding Nick was determined. So he put on his trench coat and his parachute pants because why not add a little bit of comfort? And he headed to the Eiffel Tower. He made his way to the top platform, readied himself, and then took that leap. He actually began to gain traction. His trench coat gathering air beneath it but it didn't slow his fall at all in his head he was truly flying and it was a momentous occasion but in reality he was falling though luckily he was falling at a angled pace which means technically he was gliding the trench coat and the pants pants didn't help at all the trench coat was actually picking up enough air to lift him slightly so he was actually gliding by legal definition but not gliding realistically he did hit the ground pretty quick ending his flight and his life but we all learned something that day from watching him is that you shouldn't jump off the Eiffel Tower more specifically you should only do it when you have a parachute and a friend I chose this death because I haven't done something from high up in a while and also because I recently was thinking about the Eiffel Tower not in any like particular way I was literally just I thought about it and I was like hmm the Eiffel Tower is the thing still (laughs) so I was like hey I'm gonna do this and I also after remembering that the Eiffel Tower was a thing I was thinking about a scene in a movie and I thought I was thinking about a scene from Shanghai Nights which is a Jackie Chan an Owen Wilson film, but instead I was thinking about Rush Hour 3, which is a Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker film. Did this episode somehow turn into a fan cast of Rush Hour 3? I'll let you decide. And while you're deciding, let's go ahead and head into the middle section. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm also Chris. And together we do a comedy podcast called Cooking with Grief. Each week we dive into four surprising facts about anything from science to history to the weird world we live in, making jokes about all of it as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also find us on Twitter at Cooking with Grief. No G on cooking. Glitter, apparently, is so unique that it can be effectively used as forensic evidence. The Bank of England's chief economist has urged to start using people's Spotify playlist as a way of measuring the economy. In China, Avengers has been translated as Fulian, or Women's Federation. Not only did the Russians capture the uh, Crimean Peninsula, they also captured some Ukrainian military dolphins. In Pinocchio, when the film becomes a real boy, in the original, it ends with a cat and a fox hanging him from a tree. Of just... Scientists have wiped a snail's memory. <laughs> and Slytherin's going, can we have an extensive <laughs> series of tunnels, sort of wide enough to fit a giant people-killing snake? Where do you fall on the, uh, on the scone-scone debate? Scone, obviously. Oh, I love scone. So, what have you got to lose? Give us a try. Nothing to lose but your sweet, precious time. Yeah, that's true. Hello and welcome to the middle section where I talk about things and stuff and things and stuff. It's me talking about things and stuff. So, if you didn't hear, I don't know how, but this week we are sponsored by Manscaped. If you want to hear the promo, go back back to the very beginning of the episode, because that's where it is. I'm not going to do it again. But... We're like a legitimate podcast now because we have a sponsor. It's great. A quick apology for the extended break that I had to take. 
a lot of stuff happen, and that's just how life is. When you're a small podcast owner like myself, you have to do things that you don't want to do, which includes taking a break from the podcast in order to make some money so that you can continue doing the podcast. But now that the podcast makes money, that doesn't work anymore as a reason. But we will be returning to a weekly posting schedule starting today. And if there's any problems in the future, I'm going to have something at the very least something to post. Whether that's an actual episode, another episode of the sub-podcast, Would I Survive? Because that was a lot of fun to do and is an extremely quick process to do. But we're back, making stuff again, we're doing it really good. Well, I guess you decide if we're doing it really good. If you want to catch up with what I've been doing, I would suggest checking out my writing stuff on cbr.com, which is comicbookresources.com, where I write about anime and comic books and superheroes and all that fun stuff. Also, I've been writing for Screen Rant, that's R-A-N-T, because apparently I say it weird, but I've been writing for them for a while, and it's very fun. Today alone, I had an article published about Scooby-Doo animated movies. So go ahead and check that out. I'll leave a link in the description. That'll do it for this middle section where I talk about things and stuff and things and stuff. Let's head into the history and the spam slam. Hi, I'm Brad. This is Rob. And I'm Dustin. Uh, you guys, I messed up. We got, uh, I hate him so much, Rob. Kill yourself already. Jeez. Oh, we can't use this one. Because you dropped the F-bomb and you told him to kill himself. Oh, did I say something wrong? Only on Big Heads Media. Yes! Nailed it! God, I hate you guys. So this story, like every story before it, is based on a real-life event that happened in 1911 or 1912. The dates are a little confusing. But a man by the name of Franz Reichelt, I believe is how it's pronounced. If not, oh well. He actually created this suit to kind of imitate flight, or at least gliding. And it was basically this coat that had like multiple flaps and essentially turned into a parachute. Now, if you are the type of person that is interested in seeing history, the actual event was recorded in 1911 or 1912 and is currently on YouTube. I'm going to leave a link in the description for this, but do understand that it does show an actual person dying in real life, and that's like a little bit of a taboo, but if you're listening to the show, you're kind of okay and chill with death, so go ahead and watch that and learn from it, because it's it's an interesting thing that happened, and it's a part of history that you should know about. I thought it was interesting, so much so that I took the idea of this real life man's death that i've visibly seen now which i hadn't seen before uh starting this recording and now i feel a little bad for making this episode but it's fine it's cool he's dead he's been dead for over a hundred years so he's not gonna haunt me plus he died in paris and i'll never go there i'm poor so yeah if you guys want to see that Link is in the description. Yeah, let's head into the Spam Slam, finish off this episode. Welcome to the Spam Slam, where we look at pieces of spam email, comments, blah, blah, and answer them honestly, and really 
dig down into what they mean with all incorrect spellings and everything given to you guys verbally. This week we have an email from Jesse, and this came to my personal email, not like a business email. And the reason it came to my personal email is because it's a much more personal topic. So it begins, Toy da moi ban dien vao biu mao, which I don't know what that means, so let's find out real quick. According to Google Translate, that meant I have invited you to fill out the form. What form you may be asking? Well, the email continues. I am seriously want to meet with you. Thanks for your replay. I'm 20 unhappy woman looking for a real person. I got your email ID from Tinder last two months ago. I don't have your number. I want to meet with you face to face. So I text you. My details and hotel. Please check link. You can see my 23 adult pick. Info. I'm here link. No need to submit any card number. Just put your email and verify email. So let's go ahead and reply to her. I decline your invitation to fill out any forms because I personally hate forms. Um, I have not replied yet, but I appreciate the preset thank you for my reply. Um, I am confused by the statement, I am 20 unhappy woman. Is 20 your age? Like, is your level of unhappy 20? My level of unhappy is typically around 12 to 13. So if yours is 20, I'm so sorry for you. I am also looking for a real person, typically. You say that you got my email ID from Tinder last two months. However, I don't have Tinder attached to this email address that you sent this email to, so it doesn't work that way. I do have Tinder because I'm trash. It's good that you don't have my number because I wouldn't respond anyways because I'm very bad about responding. Um, I don't want to meet face-to-face with you. I'm sorry, and I'm definitely not meeting at a hotel. After all, we've barely chatted. Um, I do not want to see your 23 adult pick just because I have access to the internet. I don't need that. I'm an adult. I don't need to uh, put my email on anything that has to do with adult pictures. I'm going to decline this invite, and I'm so sorry, Jesse. I wish you luck in life, and I hope that you find someone who brings down your unhappy level from 20 to about 5 or 6. Enjoy life, Jesse. Enjoy it as much as you can. And while you're enjoying it, remember, death is coming. Why worry about the inevitable when you can focus on the possibilities? Five minutes till they pull the switch They say you'll only feel an itch But they watch the catatonic twitch And the smoke that flows around you They're beneath the gamma rays Watch my soul just burn away Don't you even try to pray My fate is predetermined